0: I forget how it came up. Um, probably came up out of nowhere, knowing Sarah. But she just said to me, you have to get a full-time job. And that's, I said to her, that's what "I said. no fucking way. Sarah, I do not need a full-time job. I will never get a full-time job. My goal is to figure out a way to create cash flow. Cash flow.
1: How long had, had this been
0: in your mind before you brought it up? Oh, well,
1: yeah. we, yeah, no.
2: So. Oh, yeah. Well, we, well, a long time. I just assumed, okay, if I lay down the line and, like, explain to him that I need him to get a 9-to-5 job so that I can sleep at night and stay with this man who I'm really interested in, then he'll do it. Oh, well, yeah. we, yeah, no. So. Oh, yeah. You
0: know, uh, it was a public place, um, and we weren't yelling and screaming at each other. Well but in some ways that's a little bit more scary well, we, because we weren't yelling and screaming so we were channeling all of our anger and all of our bitterness into uh, these very stern, specific words and uh, icy stares and glares. It was like a showdown. Oh, yeah. How heated was it? How heated is heated?
2: Well, we, we almost broke up when I finally had the balls to have the confrontation and then he was like, what the hell are you talking about? Kind of a resp- You know, he was like, such a... Yeah, it's called No.
0: First-
2: The kind of work that I make, I always take personal issues and bring them to the public as a way to help myself move past the issue. Uh, I know that no issue that I've had myself is unique to me and that I'm really working with universal ideas. Can you give me some examples of other stuff that you've addressed? Yeah. Reconciling what it means to be in love with a non-Jewish man as a Jewish woman. What it means to be an artist and promiscuity issues. Sexual relations with one too many people. My fear of being an artist and how I love to hide behind my day job. <laughs> Every time we had the money conversation, I got very awkward, intense cranky, broke out into hot flashes. I was always just suddenly mad at him for some other reason that just happened to be at the same time that we were having the money conversation of like, why do you never make the bed? Why do you you never make the bed? I began to understand that my body was having a physical reaction to money. Money. Once I realized how prevalent that was uh, for me, I realized I needed to make a dance about it. I really wanted to scare the shit out of myself as a way to reassess my relationship to money. That's when I came up with the idea of cashing out my entire savings account, of which I have, uh, or had at the time, $5,000, and give it away. Each audience member must decide whether to keep the money or give it back. They can put in their pants and walk away, and no one will stop them. They just understand that they're taking all that I have. Hi. Hi. There, is your arm okay there? <laughs> you might, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want you to fall. Yeah, I don't want you to hurt your arm. <laughs> There's money in my right pant pocket. Okay. Take it, it's for you but becomes a psychological experiment on what you'll do with someone else's money.
1: One, two, three, four, five, $900 in hundreds, 50, and a whole bunch of 50s, and a lot of 20s. It's, uh, It's a fat stack, and there's not like a, Ten, five, or 1 among
2: it, so... Why $5,000? That's physically what I had. I thought, well, if I'm going to go for it, I should just go for it. So the idea of doing less uh, seemed silly. We look at different dollar amounts and I ask the audience what that means to them. So I say, what is $20? As a whole, very few people say that something is a donation. Generally, uh, commons are things that are a burden to people, uh, so my, I'd like a cleaning at the dentist, or my mortgage payment, or my student monthly loan payment, things that prohibit them from doing other things because they have the responsibility of that payment. Health insurance for your family for how long? A month. One month. Your gas bill, and who's your gas one week's groceries, $200, $200. For, for the two Seven jeans, a second, luggage, okay. 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 a week at Oh shit, a conference, a limo, for one You're night, eight hundred mm. dollars a pole vaulting pole. Mm-hmm. Say no more.
1: At what point does it no longer become yours?
2: I still think that even though I've genuinely given it to them that they're going out into the world and spending my money. <laughs> and I'm Does
1: that does that piss you off?
2: Yeah, well yeah, that's the whole I can get really upset about it and I've gone I've gone through so many different levels when people take the money, I am upset. So, and I'm totally disappointed and I'm totally bummed because part of me just wants this piece to just reaffirm my faith in humanity that people will not take this poor woman's money because she only has fucking $5,000 to her name. But anyway.
1: Are there instances where you feel like you can't justify it for people? Where they've taken the money
2: and you say, wow, what a fucking asshole? <laughs> um, no. I always go back to the core, which is I look at them in the eyes and I say, here's X amount of dollars, take it, it's for you. When I say it, I mean it. Take it, it's for you doesn't mean, take it, it's for you, but I'm sort of kind of joking half and I'd really love for you to give it back at the end of the show. <laughs> Here's $50. Take it, it's for you. What often happens is if someone feels as though they've had to work hard for the money, then they often keep it.
1: It's too much like work. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean work hard for the money?
2: There's a couple points in the piece where I'm looking to push the boundaries of how far people will go. So what do you do? Uh, Well, I don't like to uh, I don't like to give it all away. I like people to come see the show.
1: They'll come to the show. Don't worry.
2: (laughs) Well, I I I hide the money in various places of my body, and ask people to retrieve it.
1: So what what do you do? Like. draw me a picture because if you're not going to do it I'm going to do it
2: you, you want to say it why I'd like to keep that part it's of surprise a,
1: it's, a, it's a visual thing you got to get this out of your head because yeah. people will want to come see the show yeah and I mean there's so many elements to it yeah, yeah, that yeah. it will be interesting
2: okay. so get that out of your head all right, I feel like you're like a press person pushing me to like to get naked for the for the Playboy picture. I'm like, all right, I'll show friend. you my breasts. Fine, <laughs> if it'll make me famous, fine. So for example, I um um I um put money uh, literally on my breast. I say there's a hundred dollars on my left breast. Take it as free, and I'm seeing if someone will. will, How far will you go? What will you do to have the choice of keeping one hundred dollars of this woman's money? Have people ever like tried to cop a feel? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, here's the thing: is that well, it's part of the piece. Because they don't, they don't. Part of the piece <laughs> we're talking about. They don't know. <laughs> part of the piece. <laughs> they don't know where on the breast I've put the hundred. So every once in a while, you have to dig around to find it. So they're not. It's not usually intentional. I mean, it's part of the challenge. <laughs> anyway, I think it's fun. The greatest
0: vagina moment of all time happened in New Zealand. You know, where she says to the guy, you know, uh, there's $100 in my right vagina, on my left vagina, whatever it is, taking it, its view. And he turns to his wife, who's, like, sitting two, like, seats down, and says to him, do you still have those rubber gloves in the bag? <laughs> this woman takes out. She's like, yes, I do. She screams, goes into her bag, and she pulls out these rubber surgical gloves, throws them at the guy, he puts these gloves on, and then puts, proceeds to put his hands down Sarah's pants.
2: <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> I love, love, love how, how oftentimes if I, go to either a man or a woman and they're there with their partner and I ask them to you know reach into these places that they will look to their partner and ask permission first <laughs> which I think it's hilarious they're like standing in an audience filled with like hundreds of people, and they're like, "Honey, can I?" You know, and it's you know, and then there's always like a moment of, "Yes, okay, yes, that's okay," or every once in a while, you know, by how the partner looks, they're like, "No, I can't. I, I'm not allowed." <laughs> my,
1: my interpretation when I was watching it was that there was really an exchange going on. But because you gave them this money, now you had the right to fuck with them.
2: very nice what's to say I have that right that's a comment on your relationship to money of what you think that then because I gave it to them that's what it sets up
1: can you describe for me that feeling that you have at the end of the night when that last chunk of change is gone, what goes through your mind? What does that feel like?
2: Every single time I do this last moment where I give the balance of what I have on the floor, which is always a couple thousand dollars, to one person, I have the exact same response every time, which is sheer fear. When I, I look at everyone for the last time after I've given my entire life savings away and I'm left with nothing. I find that...
0: Yeah, so it was Holland. Uh, The first two nights we had not lost any money. In fact, we had gained enough money to make up for the losses we had in New York City. Through a number of circumstances, Sarah wound up giving this $3,800 to this woman who had lost her wallet. Everyone's always watching the person with the big wad of cash. You know, what are they going to do? Are they going to take it? They're going to leave it. People leave, people leave, people leave, uh, and the, the woman with her boyfriend, who are taking a very long time, longer than most people, to kind of decide what to do with the cash. The guy comes up, and he's like, oh, a money box, that's too bad. He's sort of an asshole, this guy. And then she right. comes up with this enormous wad of cash, right, in her hands. She says to me very simply, "She's like, you know, I really did lose my wallet today," and she puts the money in the box. And I'm like, Whew, "Okay, I get the money back, right?" Anyway, after the show, I uh, open the box, I do the count, and I realize we're down like twenty-five hundred dollars. And I start, you know, scrolling through the show because I kind of know where the money is going and you know get a sense of who has what. And uh, I'm like, "Who the heck took all this money?" I'm like, I saw that girl put all the money back, right? And what I did was, I counted out the number of, uh, you know, um, of the denominations, like you know, 20s, 50s, and 100s. And I noticed that they had given back all 20s and taken out all the 100s and 50s. Laura Colby comes up, who's the manager for the Money Conversation, um, and she's like, how do we do, you know? And I'm like, we lost $2,500. She's like, what? And then the artistic director of the New Orders on a festival, uh, this guy named Mark Yeoman. They tell Mark that we've lost this money, and this guy loses his shit. Goes absolutely nuts. We're like, you know, he's like, I can't believe this is like your money. This is so embarrassing. Oh, my God. You know, like, how could they? And we're like, yo, 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 yo. This is the show. This is what this is about. You know, this is the money coming. This is the event. This is what you hired us to come do. You know, Sarah and I pretty much just go to bed.
1: Uh, How did you sleep that
2: night? (laughs) I slept like a baby.
0: So Mark Yeoman makes crazy phone calls, okay? And one of the people he reaches is his communications director, he's, he's like PR person. She was also at the show. And like I was saying earlier, because everyone can kind of see each other and everyone talks, everyone knows everybody else. So she knows, she knows exactly what these people were. So she like, takes it upon herself to go find these people and tracks them down in a bar on the festival grounds. And she says to them, excuse me, were you at the money conversation tonight at the Grand Theater? And they're like, no. They deny it, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I, I saw you there." And suddenly, this big kind of like uh, argument broke out between them, where she accused them of taking the money. You know, they like you know tried to explain why they took the money, and so from what I understand, there was like a big 15-minute shouting match in this bar. You know, they left abruptly, and sure enough, uh, you know, the next day when Sarah and I uh, went back to the theater. There is a little envelope with twenty-five hundred dollars in U.S. Uh, dollars uh, and the girl's uh, phone number.
1: Doesn't that violate the rules of the uh, of the piece, though? No,
0: no, no, not at all, actually, um, because...
2: Yes, it totally violates the rules of the piece. <laughs> no, the
0: whole, not at all. The
2: whole time I was telling Mark that you you cannot ask them to give it back. Like, it's total antithesis of the show, and you, you, you can't humiliate these people and force them to give it back because I'm genuinely giving it to them. You know, I had a hard time with how... You know, it was shaking down, and you know, we kept talking about how well we understood that how the festival was responding was their own reaction to me not wanting me to lose my money. We can't control the dialogue that people are having out in the world with the piece, and we we didn't ask for it back. I never, we never communicated with them, you know. And if someone else guilted them into giving it back, then that that's something that we had no control over.
0: But I think that is the event. I disagree. I mean, we never asked for the money back. You know, Mark is also an audience member. You know, that was his own reaction to the money, right? And then that was then transferred to his communications director. She could have just went like, all right, great, Mark. Well, that's the show and gone to bed. But for whatever reason, because of her own, you know, issues, or her own, I say issues, but her own relationship to money, she went out and she found these people. She tracked them down. We did nothing. We just did the show, gave away the money, and then the event happened outside the theater independent of us. And I think that's what the money conversation is.
2: That's exactly what I'm saying.
0: Well, good. Then we we actually do agree. (laughs)